2: hey guys thanks for listening to the podcast if you want to support the show visit us at patreon.com and for as little as one dollar a month you can become a patron or you can buy cool lorehammer products like shirts coffee mugs and dice bags at www.redbubble.com don't want to spend any money Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life.
1: Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. Joining us today is Rio. Hello. How you doing, bud?
2: Uh, not too bad. Pretty uh, good, actually. Today. Pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Almost feeling like you're good.
3: riding
1: some type of thing, eh? Mm.
3: Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: feeling all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, last, the last episode you were on would have been a Tau episode. Uh, yeah, He's I, our resident tower expert. Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Like Peter's our resident elder.
2: Expert. Elder,
3: yeah. Rio's our Tao. <laughs> do we have a chaos guy? Tim will be our resident. Tim. Yeah. I was talking to him last night when you left. Yeah. Because our next episode is going to be heretic Studies, and he's going to come on that one. Ooh. Oh,
2: yeah. nice. That'd Very be a good cool. one.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be better than this one. I can tell you that much.
2: Yeah. I mean, that makes oh, wow. sense.
3: This going to be towel. just delightful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Tao. What do you expect? <laughs> Um, Before we get started in this episode, we do need to thank our latest Patreon. Mm. Samantha. Nope, just Sam. Oh, you know, don't gender them. I'm not. Their (laughs) name is Sam. It's not Samantha. You're assuming. You're the one making assumptions. Come on, Mark. It's 2019. We don't do that here. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Sam, for your... uh, Patreonage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your yeah, measly one dollar. I don't know what it was. I don't know either. But uh, if I was to guess, I would guess. All I would ever ask from someone is one dollar. I feel weird if someone's like, here's fifty dollars a month. I'm like, nah, we're not worth that. <laughs> you don't yeah. think so? No. You wouldn't be excited? Uh, there's a, you get a little bit of column A, a little bit column B. Mm. You know? It's like, wow, cool.
3: I made fifty dollars, but I
1: also have a stalker. Great, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, now I feel if this person ever shows up, I owe them, you know, (laughs) fifty dollars worth of physical favors. Right,
2: right. physical favors specifically. Which is what exactly? Like, I have fifty dollars here. What What is I going to get? Yeah, what what can I get for
1: that? Um. We'll discuss that
3: later <laughs> ten dollars for just steady eye contact for five minutes. you're gonna I'll see hold-
2: next episode you're gonna be announcing my name <laughs> <a $50> donor.
1: <laughs> i'll fly you out to my house for a night of passion in warhammer right. playing uh, warhammer yeah 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 hmm. that's the only passion i know these days <laughs> And you just moved in with your girlfriend? Yeah. It's the only (laughs) passion I know. (laughs) Very good. It's the only enjoyment I get out of my miserable (laughs) existence, as Jordan would say. (laughs) Um, Before we get started, I have a quote I would like to share Mm. with our fellow um, cast members. Okay. Um, And it is this. Each must find their own way. If those in our heartland had witnessed the savageries of the void, as have we, they would know this. The hand of each of the starfarers is turned against the other. None will join their strength together just to see their ancient enemies prosper. Neither should we. It's pretty profound. Who said that? I have no idea. Did you just make it up? No. It's from... Like you know the there's a, a website called Quora, which is mm. literally just created for quotes. Yeah, yeah. So all it says is Tao and
2: then <laughs> it just has a bunch of
1: them. Mm. And I was like, Yeah, that's conceivably by the Tao, right? <laughs> right? That's not the other the another decent. one for, that they give for the Tao is uh, the first rule of unarmed combat is don't be unarmed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that one sounds about right. <laughs> yeah
1: preacher tau right
2: Mm. melee tau
1: melee tau gotta love them all right uh but i I mean it kind of fits because today's episode is all about uh the tau yeah today
3: we're going to be covering the second sphere of expansion big things happen no big
1: great big things
3: great 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 things things. galaxy changing
1: super important things (laughs) very (laughs) no never (laughs) mind I can't even lie properly and say that. <laughs> um, but before we actually dive into the second sphere, let's talk about where uh, the Tau were at the end of the first sphere. Yeah, so previously, um, the Tau Empire... Previously, in Tau airspace, fade from white to black. Whoa, whoa, Camera whoa. Camera slowly whoa. pans as stars come into view, oh, okay, and you stars. see the smallest empire ever to exist. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. oh my god Ah, it only took them
1: 1400 years (laughs) to colonize six star systems (laughs) and the imperium fastest expanding the imperium did the galaxy in seven (laughs) (laughs) yes
3: (laughs) so yes like eric said uh, their first uh, sphere lasted 1400 years and they were able to create at least six seps at least six that we know of the main ones yeah yeah, yeah and then there, there are many like mining worlds or, or like mining uh, colonies and yeah. colonies and whatever but six main ones uh along that's the way right. they encountered many Xenob species,
1: creating allies such as the crute and enemies like the orc that's right yes the orcoid who just refused to join the greater good because mm-hmm. they don't give a rat's ass do you think there's like individual orcs that would do it sure yeah
2: why not why not you think so why, why not, not? can they even comprehend like sure
1: they can the greater good though not on like a deep philosophical level but like just like do the crew also get like the nuances of the greater good or are they just mercenaries they're just birds right they're just (laughs) bird people bird people (laughs) what can they really comprehend exactly (laughs) they're they're just like give me that sweet dna (laughs) give me that sweet sweet DNA. <laughs> I feel like you want to go sexual I, there, but no, there was I don't. No,
3: there is no pun. I wanted for to go you. like,
1: give me that sweet, sweet flesh, and I don't, I don't know. It's early. <laughs> it was late, uh, late night last night. So the Tao spread out. Yeah, over
3: fourteen hundred years, and uh, the progress was stalled though due to resource allocation and the lack of FTL engines. Yeah. Like they, they could only expand so far before they just became
1: it. It's limited. too. Like, yeah the empire would just become too fragmented because yeah. they aren't quick enough to go from one place to the other yeah and we all know when well, you know when you're conquering the world you need trains <laughs> yes yes you do you need supply trains <laughs>
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: you're only as fast as your food and water you're only as fast as your slowest train yep that's right yeah eric Soltek, <laughs> but i was the- michael scott <laughs> uh, so that is where they're sitting at at the end of the first sphere they had they were super excited they were pushing out to the stars creating colonies and then all of a sudden they're like well hell, shit <laughs> we can't go any further because it is unfeasible so when and how then did this second sphere of expansion come about well, let me tell you. That was my segue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got that. It worked really well until you waited
3: a couple <laughs> seconds. It began in uh, 018 M39, roughly so, 62 years after the first sphere. Which is so it's, it's very quick. Yeah. Mm. And the reason it came about is because they developed uh, the
1: ZFR Horizon Accelerator en- oh, engine. Wow, did this finally give them. Uh, warp speed technology and the capability of traveling <laughs> at the regular speed. Salt. More salt. Lay it on me. <laughs> um, no, no.
3: It gave them near light speed travel. Near So light still speed. slow as shit. So slow. <laughs> like They're not even traveling at light uh, speed. Uh, uh, so this gave the town near light speed travel. It was created by the Steppe Falchia, which is like known for um, their... Crazy they're, technology. Yeah, it's planet experimental. Of, like Earth cast and yeah, yeah. research Actually, facilities
1: and that was the sept that we all played our RPG in. Yes, it was. Oh yeah. Oh okay. So Mr. Monpras from Mark's army. So now
3: two good things have come out of Falchia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it a good thing? This okay. One good thing. Yeah, Monpras. Monpraz <laughs> is the only thing to step out of Falchia <laughs> in three thousand years. Of any note.
3: Who, yeah. Who's made it somewhere in the galaxy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this allowed them to explore uh, previously impossible space, like and by yeah. previously possible, we, we just mean, mean a system yeah. one more over. <laughs> like, and even that, it probably took them ten years to get oh, one my. system over. No, it's way more than that. <laughs> like, so I I know we mentioned this a bunch. Like, how how close is the nearest star system to Earth? Earth, it's like I forget. Google that. Yeah, I
2: have to look it up.
3: Closest star system. To but year. so um, it started 018 M39 and it ended around 700 M41. So it was
1: roughly around 1600 to 1700 years, okay. the second sphere. Alpha Centauri A and Alpha Centauri B. So they're, they're around 4.2 light years from Earth. So if you're traveling at a light speed from Earth. Yeah. You'd get there in four years. And, and got, these guys well, can't travel at light speed. Yeah. So it's, it's just pathetic. slow as shit. It's like pathetic.
2: W- how close are they to light
1: speed? It doesn't... It doesn't they're near, really light, near speed. light speed. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't know. Mm. But you just... They can't travel at that speed, so... <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, there's no guarantee that Alpha Centauri has planets. Right? Yeah. So you might even be... Your closest star might be, like, three years away, but there's nothing there so you gotta <laughs> yeah, go to the next yeah slide. like every
3: planet there's a dead world or something like yeah
1: yeah there's no guarantee that the planet the star you're going to has planets Oof, it's pathetic it's fucked okay so it's just go ahead Mur.
3: i was just gonna say so it's
1: fucked yeah but did we say when it ended yeah yeah i did and how long it lasted yes oh my God. check check oh i was typing
3: i think <laughs> so the point. supreme ethereal Unwe inspired the tau race along with their allies mainly
1: the crute to claim new worlds for the greater good yeah so he was the leader of the tau at the beginning of the second sphere of expansion and it was him who declared you know a time of prosperity for all tau yeah because this was going to bring in so many cool new things yeah to mm-hmm. the a-
3: empire as much as we're joking like about how slow it is like just imagine if we just right now had light speed travel because before the tower colonizing space with like conventional fuel engines like like, what we have yeah where it's like there's no way we can get to the next solar system unless we do like colony ships so it actually is it would take 4.2 light years which would be so long (laughs) for us yeah yeah exactly so as much as we joke like it would be such an exciting thing. Like, that would like make the whole Tau race, like, holy mo. Like, it would be yes. mm-hmm. a crazy thing to be able to now go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still pretty shitty. But at the head of the new expansion, the Firecast Commander Pure Tide would lead
1: the Tau to many great victories. Ah, yes.
3: Because as they reach more planets, they realize the galaxy is a
1: dark and dangerous place. And we need to bring the light of the greater good to it through pulse rifle, and ion, and marker lights. Yeah. We did it we and named path, all three and pathfinders <laughs> well well okay but and, uh, and
3: cannons oh, got it. here we
2: go <laughs> between the the spheres did they develop their weapons technology at all or is it was it pretty yes
1: i would imagine yeah a little bit yeah um, well they use the uh so the t series was the first
2: was that the y suit.
1: no oh that was the next no yeah i well, went t and then v oh t the, yeah. Oh yes, V. so in Y's. the first okay. s- expansion they used battle suits uh that used conventional fuel
2: oh really yeah
1: so like pouring gasoline in your mech. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'm assuming oh no they had pulse tech at that yeah they did yeah Yeah, after they fought the orcs for the first time they developed
3: some weapons because like tau for the longest time like they didn't need weapons because they the whole race was unified so there was no need to create weapons until they encountered the orcs and they're like oh shit and then they created we need to protect ourselves yeah (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah. and then uh the next one they developed had fission reactors but the radiation killed all the pilots (laughs) (laughs) this is still really dangerous (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was what they used in the second sphere yeah Mm. so and honestly like that's a pretty eh, now you'll know what happened in the second sphere (laughs) yeah Onway set everyone off and then pure tide was the leader of the fire cast yeah
2: so what are what are some of the races that they encountered
1: we actually are going to get to them. okay yeah if you would read your notes
2: i didn't get a copy
1: you did
3: she wanted them. a printed one oh, and written,
1: <laughs> you know and written, then photocopy and printed. Sure, and then uh, like annotated on the side as well. So like little things mm-hmm. that say, "Hey Rio, Ray, Ray, say this right here." <laughs> <laughs> we we don't have any
3: dick jokes yet. You got to make one now. No, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to. Only if you feel like it's right. It's always right for a dick joke. <laughs> wow. So, let's talk about the conquer world. Cuz they were able to <laughs> conquer many worlds.
1: Well, at least seven, at least uh, <laughs> that we know of. So, and you got to remember when cuz these are new seps. Yeah. And it's not only like a single planet, but each of these is a system. Yeah. So there's like the like Tau Prime. In the Tau sept, and then there's going to be a bunch of little planets around them, little mining colonies within that star system. Yeah. Yeah. So the very first. uh, Oh, and another thing about all these is we don't have any dates of when these individual seps were planned. So we're not saying them in any particular order other than random. Not even. It's not even alphabetical.
2: (laughs) Perfect. (laughs)
1: Pathetic. So the first one, U
3: Tau. This was a beautiful and verdant world due to the serenity offered by the Shangri-La. Ah, yes. By this, this beautiful
1: paradise, mm-hmm. this Shangri-La. <laughs> it was, there's an episode of Community where Pierce, uh, everyone, they're doing the UN, yeah. and Pierce is representing Somalia of all places. <laughs> he's like, the great country of Somalia, this Shangri-La. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I can think of. When I, <laughs> this beautiful planet, oh. this...
2: Shangri-La.
3: So this planet quickly became a retirement world for Tao heroes, specifically the Firecast. Um, Yeah, because it's just a beautiful place, and like uh, they they want to honor their heroes, so they sent them there.
2: So it's the Florida of the. That's right, of the (laughs) Tao. The Tao Empire. Empire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Without the alligators, right? (laughs) Yeah, and so it's kind of funny. Uh, All like the Tao from Ao Tao like the ones actually from the sept, uh, all they do is like take care of these people. Yeah. So
3: it's a very relaxed environment. Yeah. So lots of other Tao steps see them as like lazy people. Yeah. Oh, like, really?
1: Yeah. So they're like, what do you do? Like we just, you know, <laughs> yeah. clean up spit from old yeah. soldiers mouths because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're they are too messed up. <laughs> they can't do it themselves. That's not bad. Yeah. No. It doesn't There's actually sound
2: things. that bad. Yeah. No,
1: for sure.
3: All right, the Great uh, of good is a great place for sure to be a part of the Tao Empire.
1: Well, if you're Tao. Or anyone else. No. Nope. We got some examples Tell that of Tao to Tao the Poktron. <laughs> I have. You can't. They're dead. <laughs> the Tao killed them. God, not
3: this again. Uh, the next one. Uh, oh, the step color of uh, U Tao
1: is bright green. Yes. Uh, yeah. it, now, the next one is Andros. uh After being colonized. This planet was voluntarily abandoned by the majority of its inhabitants. Uh-huh. Why? Left on the planet. Uh, we don't know why. Oh. Actually, the only ones who do know why are the Ethereals. Hmm. And of course, in true communist fashion, they're not uh. talking. No. They're not communists. Oppression through miseducation and. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so left on the planet. <laughs> are a small contingent of earthcast scientists who constantly report strange readings emanating from the planet. Hmm. Um, and then there's a strong presence of firecast warriors. It's a very like for their protection. So, and, uh, yeah,
2: that actually sounds kind of cool though.
1: Yeah. It's like everyone like went there, they populated it. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, we actually don't like this place. We're leaving ghosts. ghosts. Yeah. It's haunted.
3: Please place is haunted.
1: <laughs> you just need to... The energy is all wrong. That's what they said. <laughs> like, it's really messing with yeah. my energies. <laughs> uh, their
3: sep color is black. Yes. All right. The next one they did is Kelshan. Uh, Kelshan has been raided many times by Xenos due to its proximity to the Paradis Rift. Um, I think it's like a warp anomaly where a lot... Maybe not a warp anom- anomaly, but it's some type of space anomaly that allows for like people to hide and pirates to hide in and stuff Hmm. um and because of that um there's lots of like xenos raiders and stuff that come out of this and raid this tau step so they are uh the the tau on the planet do not like xenos very much much and are often openly hostile towards any xenos including ones in the tau empire
1: yeah they like even to members of the tau empire yeah they're very hostile
2: Hmm.
1: which is I mean, I guess understandable, but it's not good.
2: No, nope. Xenophobic.
1: That's right. Nobody likes a xenophobe. It doesn't say what kind of Xenos. Any uh, Xenos. Any. Oh, you oh, mean no. the ones that raid?
3: Yes, yes. I think it was Eldar and Orcs, so, or was that another Yeah. Spin? Oh. Well, no, no, That no, might no, be a different one. one.
1: That, it's both. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Like, the Pertus Rift is uh, commonly known for Eldar pirates. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, pretty common around there. And then Orc is always going to be a problem for the town. <laughs> yeah anytime they can slip in a little ooh orcs they're gonna <laughs> slip it in because it's like their natural enemy <laughs> You're gonna slip a little orc in there yeah mm. yeah why not yeah perfect uh their sep color is yellow that's right uh the next one we have is lc ire lc lc ear elsewhere yeah it honestly makes me think of elsewhere where kajit is from <laughs> kajit <has> coin <laughs> <laughs> if no khajiit has wares if you have coin there you go there we go yeah so elsir is actually an extremely densely populated planet um and elsir prime so the actual like main planet on the system is one of the foremost manufacturers in the Tau empire yeah hmm. eventually they end up uh producing the majority of riptides yeah so they riptides don't exist yet no in, but eventually uh, they do but eventually they do yeah. and one of the reasons uh why it's such like a good manufacturer is that there are lots of like moons not only on prime just in the system and they're just mined for very valuable ores so it just you, you instead of transporting the ore yeah instead of transporting them halfway across the tao empire which would take 60 oh, years my god my god he <laughs> just use them there Um, And their sept color is purple. Purple.
3: Yeah. All right. Next one. We got the Tashvar. Uh, Tashvar is on the fringe of Tau. My thing. It jumped on me. Okay. On the fringe of Tau Empire and has been raided many times by orcs and pirates. Because of this, the fire warriors are known as the best breachers in the empire. Tashvar is... Uh, their main export is their precious gems, which are coveted by every other xenos race so i don 't know I wonder what those gems are
2: they have special properties or something maybe they
3: 're
1: shiny <laughs> <laughs> i 'm assuming or, yeah, or they 're going to balance your energies ah, you put yes. them in your water yeah. and then you drink it mm. mm-hmm. you feel relaxed and revitalized. <laughs> The ta- their step color is
3: deep red, and why why that's important is if like you ever want to play, do a tabletop army from that, um, they have like the little markings, so that's you'd paint them that color, and then
1: yeah, it's like a brown, it's like a brown red, yeah. Almost. And now you're from, you know, Far. <laughs> and you can say I have the best breachers in the galaxy, mm-hmm. next to the mobfrogs. There we mark. go. I was <laughs> for that. Next, to, next to that, yeah. Uh, the next one we're going to talk about is Vashya. So Vashia is known as the world between spheres um, because it took a very long time for Earthcast machines to actually make the air breathable on the planet. So Hmm. it wasn't inhabited until like either very late in the second sphere or even not in the second sphere. Hmm. Yeah. Um, The Aircast on this planet are a highly respected in this sept, and a good portion of pilots and crew uh, just in the Tau Empire actually come from this sept. Hmm. So it just goes to show they have big training facilities, and their uh, air cast members are very. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't want to say it out loud
0: on the
3: podcast. That? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their sept color is
1: gray. Hmm. All class with the Tau. <laughs> gray is just a boring color. Yeah.
2: especially to paint an army you might as well just leave it unpainted no the interesting
1: (laughs) thing about uh tau sept is that your armor you can do whatever color you want any color and then there's just tiny little markings on it you would do in these sept colors Mm. so but gray is just boring like how come nobody is like electric blue for sept color yeah there's some like teals and stuff yeah but I uh, guess the next one we talk about. <laughs>
3: yeah. Eventually too, they start running out of colors. colors so yeah. electric blue will like, be one. In twenty thousand years when they reach the next system over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they run out of colors. So
2: maybe they can't see blue on their light spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> they they're blue
1: skins. <laughs> so, <laughs> they can't see it. They just look grey skinned. <laughs> <laughs> That's guy. why life
3: is so bleak for them. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little space commies, eh? Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Tolku. Tolku has many grand temples devoted to ethereals. They also have a large proportion of alien institutes where they bring alien ambassadors to be enlightened. Or indoctrinated. Or, or educated. <laughs> or re-educated, if you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> That's kind of a cool planet. Yeah. It's like devoted to the uh, ethereals. Yeah. And, and by that, it's more to the greater good
1: what do you mean it's not like people worship ethereals they follow the greater good right sure yeah, yeah it yeah. would kind of be a monument to yeah. the greater good yeah, yeah. yes yeah. i bet it there's like museums and everything documenting their history in the montau and oh yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: you can see like the cool pro i mean it's all propaganda it's all fake <laughs> 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 well it's not, it's not fake it's just it's spun you know as is all media
2: hmm
1: God damn!
3: how dare you we can main, trust the mainstream media. media we can trust them they're put their due diligence in if they get something wrong they correct it every time i literally can't look at you right now it's, it's not a good sight over here <laughs> okay so their color is teal okay so that's all the seps. so
1: uh, yeah those are like the main 14 things. to
3: 1600 years and, and got they
1: got seven <laughs> systems
3: as way many, to go towel
1: you did it you know as well as like other mining colonies and stuff right, <laughs> right? it's pretty pathetic
2: yeah it, and none of them are like particularly like awesome either no and like
1: what we read to and, is, and like it's just all, on the eastern fringe it's not like they pushed out super far they were just like hey this is the next star system yeah, over yeah, let's yeah, go get yeah, that one
3: yeah yeah, and what we read to you, like literally, is all the information you can find on these planets. Like, wow. so it's not like we're like just picking key timbits. Like, that's that's what we know. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So they did encounter some new Xenos along the way, made some new friends, made mm-hmm. some more enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, there are numerous races that associate with the Tau Empire that no long that have like no contact or assimilation
1: date. Yeah, so th- I think there's like four or something where we actually don't know when first contact was made yeah like they'd be even more than that like we don't know when they first contacted the eldar
3: it would have been actually in this sept why because they didn't encounter in the first one but this one they definitely encountered sure pirates eldar. yeah so eldar mm-hmm. they encountered eldar sure
1: um safe to say but like there's races like the uh yeah yeah because so what they n- had never heard of the Eldar. well no i don't know Hearing and encountering, yeah,
3: yeah. was it
2: just dark elder though? Then
1: probably,
3: like, right. it, it implies through pirates, mm-hmm. but there are what are called like elder crocares, mm-hmm. crocares, right. where croissants, elder, yep. croissants Croissant. elder croissants, um, where that's uh, correct,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're not dark elder, but they still are
2: yeah. pirates, yeah,
3: but uh, yeah, like, another example of like we could assume this is when they do it, but there's no actual date is like the demiurge. And uh, the reason why we think this is because the Crute, who are assimilated already at this point, introduced the demiurge to the Tao. So oh. you'd you'd assume that eventually they would have done. Yeah, it.
1: over the course of
3: fourteen to sixteen thousand years, they would have. Hey, you want to meet my yeah. best friend? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And and one of the reasons, like we assume that they were introduced at this time as well, is that the demiurge gave. Um, the tau ion technology yeah which Which started
3: popping up at this page
1: yeah because the hammerheads were used quite frequently in the second sphere of expansion yeah and you put big ion cannons Mm. on hammerheads yeah so but again we don't know yeah we just assume
3: there's a bunch of xenos races like obviously we can't go through all 157 that we've gone through at one it. To, <laughs> let's do it this episode has to have some content railroaded <laughs> uh, but one of the major ones we do
1: know about is the vespid yeah which is actually a pretty cool race it is actually uh they're large bugs yeah the vespid
3: means wasp in uh well means it, flying insect no in like uh in Tao. no in like our language vespid is wasp not in english but in like some type of Human, human language that humans speak.
1: <laughs> it actually is an English word. Oh, okay. Yeah, you dumb bitch. Wow.
3: <laughs> Don't wasp- you know English,
2: Eric? <laughs> Don't you know English? Don't. You Everybody do knows Vespin means wasp.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's any wasp of the family Vespidae, including yellow jackets and hornets. <laughs> They Games Workshop is lazy. <laughs> Not as lazy as us, thank goodness. <laughs> no, but this episode are, is fine. <laughs> lazy.
3: So, yeah, yeah. like they, they're wasp, humanoid wasp type creatures. Mm. Um, this initial, uh, initially, this race was adamantly opposed to joining the greater good. And most believed it was because they're very, uh, they're very different way of thinking. Another thought that uh, it was just impossible to
1: communicate between the two races um because vespid like well they're well not only that but know. apparently they're like the way they communicate is just very complicated so yeah. part of it is um, like their their mouth yeah. just was unable to form the right sounds yeah. but also like when they would communicate it was just different how they yeah like how lots they lots of uh insect communication is based off of, like pheromones and
3: stuff mm-hmm. so
1: like
2: mm-hmm.
3: if you don't can't even sense those yeah how do you communicate but, uh, yeah, so they didn't think there was any hope for them
1: um, to so they So they even fought Yeah, the sure. Tau and the Vespid. Yeah. Mm. They had conflict.
3: But eventually there was a, a special meeting between some Tau Ethereals and the Vespid leaders. Probably
1: behind locked doors.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, the benevolent Ethereals gifted a great gift to the Vespid, mm. a communication helmet. The which... biggest trap
1: the Vespid ever took it was such a Trojan horse. <laughs>
3: Wow, you're putting a lot of malice malice intent on this when really they just wanna
1: be able to talk. Sorry, you know what? I'll let you
3: finish. Yeah, it's just like
2: a Bluetooth, you know? Yeah. Just like a
3: Bluetooth. Yeah. Um so it, the plan went off perfectly. Like, oh, now that we can communicate, we can So they gave express, them headsets. Yes. Yeah. We can express our ideas to you properly, and the Vespot instantly joined the greater good. Immediately. Well, a good idea is a good idea. They just couldn't understand the good idea. Mm.
1: Yeah that's the problem <laughs> that was the issue <laughs> it wasn't them resisting the wiles of the ethereal and water
3: cast uh, so so lots of people think like oh yeah it's a mind control device but then i always just think why do they not just use this on every race they encounter?" then yeah, that that's f- like yeah that, that's like a decent thing yeah like if they have this ability to literally put on a headset onto anything you would see it way more than just one race. I'm going to say that the greater good is good. Eric, it's a good sure. thing. Okay. I bought the propaganda book. I know, I know the seven that <laughs> I
2: need to follow.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. fine. You're allowed to have the sheep wool pulled over your sheep eyes.
2: You know what I like about the respite though is huh. it actually makes sense that there would be communication barriers between different, you know,
1: oh
3: yeah races yeah. of
2: you know species and stuff like that.
3: yeah like even just like mindsets alone like what are the chances that if we counted aliens they would have a similar mindset similar yeah. desires yeah. as us they like, have
1: like a the same feeling towards food that we do yeah right. like to us like food is like important and we like to enjoy it but and to other creatures to, like commune with other friends yeah and, stuff, and like, like have like good time but the, what's the point what's the chances that another alien race would also be like oh food is really important to me too yeah, yeah. right or music right or you'd get like like krut and tau krut are like oh food's really important to
3: us <laughs> yeah. sure yeah Oh, so who are you eating <laughs>
1: yeah like, just your best friend don't worry i'm doing an honor to him yeah <laughs> yeah and the tower like no
2: <laughs> but i feel i feel like even if we in- encountered another species at some point they probably wouldn't even use verbal communication
3: possible like i know what you're saying because like if they have the technology to like get here chances are good they have like mind-to-mind links or something like technologically maybe they even have like something else
2: then they'll put helmets on us so that we can (laughs) understand what they're saying
1: communicate (laughs) with them yeah yeah um one of my favorite things uh in 40k is actually the interrex Sure. Which is, Mm. it's a race of humanoid that split off from humanity around, like, the Dark Age. Yeah. And then they progressed on their own, but they developed, like, beyond, physiologically beyond humanity. And they communicated through music. And, like, bars of, like, music were... So, it, like, that to, is, like, a way cooler way of communication. Like, hear, you hear, like, specific notes and tones. Yeah. And, like, you get the message across by that.
2: Hmm. That is really cool.
1: It was very cool. And then Horace destroyed all of them.
2: Bum, 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 bum.
1: Sad times for the Interact.
3: Every time, every damn time <laughs> the Imperium goes anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's never fun for anyone. <laughs> yeah. They were too... They were... Uh, he was talking with them to get them to join the Imperium. Yeah. Even though Abaddon didn't want them. Yeah. And then eventually shit went down, fuck, you know, <laughs> and the interacts were destroyed, but it was really cool. One Thank of my, you. One Thank of, you for that. Well, one of my favorite things, so the planet murder, you know, where the, the Iraq. So this is an Imperium episode now. No, <laughs> it's not. I just really, there's one line, but I need okay. to set up the, I need to set it up for you. So the planet murder had these like bugs on it that the space Marines actually were getting their asses handed to them. Yeah. By mm-hmm. these bugs. And, um, eventually like they got off the planet and the interx come in and the interx had actually set all these bugs on the planet and we're like no this is just their planet because we didn't want to kill them all oh. right but we also don't want to contact them so we put them there and then we set satellites around the planet just constantly giving off this music and they were actually warnings like stay away from this planet don't it's go just on death. this metal
2: yeah well
1: no but it's just one of my favorite lines is like didn't you hear and like listen to our warnings yeah. but to them all it was is like strange tones yeah. and it's yeah. it was just cool like that's like a miscommunication yeah. that yeah. would have saved so many lives yeah
2: that's crazy hmm. very cool yeah
1: so speaking of humans
3: uh this is also the first time tau encountered humans in this this uh, sphere of expansion and what allowed this to happen was uh, so on the, the ta- eastern
1: fringe of the Tao Empire. On the
3: eastern fringe of the eastern fringe of the Tao Empire. It actually would be the western fringe. Nope. eastern. Damocles is on the eastern fringe. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so they went the opposite way of what I thought
1: changes everything it does
3: it <laughs> does uh, it there, there so s- instead
1: of going a micro to the left they go a micro to the right Yeah, because
3: that means they're going to the outside of the galaxy as opposed to
1: directly into the heart of yeah imperial space changes i, I mean kind of. all of the galaxy is the heart of imperial uh, space because yeah. they're in the they're because they're in the, Ultima the galaxy segment,
3: is human's birthright it they is. Own, yes. it's our divine <laughs> right <laughs>
1: Even though there's no gods
3: to give us a divine right. <laughs> um, so it was some type of uh, another space anomaly that Tau couldn't cross. But then they developed fast and light travel uh, or some other technology. It might not even be fast and light travel. But they were able to then cross this rift. And on the other side was human inhabited worlds. And uh, they must have just been small minor worlds. Nothing really too too important because the Tau were actually able to push into human space and take over quite a few planets. Um,
2: did they take them over violently, or did the humans... Uh...
3: I'd say I, like, they don't have a percentage, but definitely, yeah,
1: some probably are just like, yeah, we'll join you. Like, hmm. Well, not only that, but they also made a lot of just trade agreements. Yeah. So mm-hmm. y- even though you aren't joining the greater good as yeah. a planet, you're still being like, yeah, of course we'll trade with you, we'll yeah. give you our stuff if you pay us your precious gems from that yeah. one planet. But also having said that, there was violent interactions where they did...
3: Yeah conquer planets Mm. um because i'm sure they go to each planet it's not like they well we've met humans now the humans said no i'm sure they go to each planet like hey do you want to join the greater good so right Right. um so yeah they they first time they contacted them they took some through words some through violence and uh yeah that's kind of their first contact with the imperium they were able to take a handful of worlds across this across this rift um next up we have uh is the necron and we're not actually sure if they encountered the Necron, but, but they
1: definitely encountered the Necron.
3: They definitely did. So, one of the Tau steps encountered a silver mechan- encountered many silver mechanical robots on a crystal-rich asteroid belt that faded from existence when slain.
1: I wonder what those are. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so
3: most likely, they also
1: encountered the Necron at this point too.
2: Huh.
1: Yeah. Without, uh, of course, they like, the, like. No, they don't truly know what they are right they're just mm. like oh it's uh yeah they never robots. had a chance to talk to them well they don't talk Necron don't talk they just kill
2: sometimes so what, why would the Necron though be on an asteroid belt
1: I have no idea
2: no so like
3: Necron when, stuff when <laughs> the Necron went to sleep they built a bunch of tomb worlds and like Necron still need resources and stuff well yeah and cause like, they, they had to, their own empire where they, they had they mining were, worlds yeah. and outpost mm, worlds oh, and everything yeah yeah. And, uh, on our last episode, we did Necron world or Necron tombs. And we went over like the different classifications of like, you have crown worlds and you have core worlds and you have fringe worlds. So mm-hmm.
1: these would have been like a fringe world where it's like mining or farm. So, yeah. It's an world. outpost. Yeah. Yeah. I see. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. They encountered all of like 10 Necron and they're like, Oh my <laughs> God, they're so crazy. <laughs> like, glad there's only 10. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joke's on you.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, uh that's kind of who we know they encountered. I'm sure they encountered other
1: ones, but uh yeah, the galaxy is huge yeah. and they span such a huge area. <laughs> My god. <laughs> My god, the salt. I'm
3: sorry. Uh so let's talk about the specific heroes of the Tao Empire. Yes. And um uh, we'll talk about Unwee first. Yeah. Uh he was the leader of the the second sphere expansion.
1: Yeah. It was all thanks to him. All thanks to him and his his brilliant leadership of the Tao <laughs> Empire as the supreme ethereal.
3: <laughs> and, and this is fucking where Tao start to get incredibly dumb. Yeah. Like whoever writes for Tao, they don't know stuff. They don't try to check stuff out. So we know Tao are specifically short lived, like compared to humans.
1: And we, let and let's say humans live for two hundred
3: years. We we did find one example of Pure Tide actually who is the commander of the second sphere and he died of old age at around
1: 80 years old so
3: and it specifically
1: says he died of old age yeah he was mm-hmm. wounded in battle and then he went and retired and was like writing philosophy on the, like this mountain hmm. um and it, tactics and philosophy and then he died of old age yeah <laughs> so like
3: 80 is probably the cap of yeah the and tower. he's
1: also probably like uh, he's a fit dude
3: yeah he would have been fit he yeah. would have had Healthy. the best medical yeah. treatment possible because yeah. he was literally the the uh, the greatest hero of the tower empire ever um yeah and he died at 80 so here's where the problem is we we start looking at numbers so we know the second sphere of expansion lasts 14 to 1600 years yeah. and un Unwe somehow was the leader of this the whole time yeah same with commander pure side even though they would have only been there for 80 years Hmm. ethereals i think live a little longer so let's sure say, uh, let's hmm. say 100 let's years. say you double it though 160 <laughs> exactly. years exactly <laughs> not 1600 it, it's one of these things where it's like there's this weird misconception with tau where it's like oh they're the fast expanding expanding race and they've been on the scene for such a short amount of time it's like
1: no not anymore maybe during like maybe during like, like fifth thir- or no, third, like edition. third
3: edition when they came out yeah maybe then like that that stereotype but not anymore for. but now it's like Tao had been on the scene for like 6,000 years almost like and what they've conquered 20 planets and the timelines don't make sense so Unwi he should be dead he shouldn't be here he should have died
1: almost immediately after the Announcing. second sphere started <laughs> yeah yeah. he announces but before
3: anyone got to the next planet over because it dies. would have taken like you know five years to get to the next system yeah like ugh so it, it's incredibly stupid, and then what
1: they end up doing is okay. Well, yeah, okay. So there's Unway, sure. Unway, Unway, yeah. and then it. Um, when you look at the other supreme leaders in charge, they also say that Unva was around during the second sphere and directly took over yeah. from Unway. Yeah, he proceeded on way. So, and then um, you take a look at Shadow Sun and uh, Far Can we talk side. about
3: Unva a little bit? Sure. Unva is around. Currently, oh, kinda. He died pretty recently. You don't tell them that, Mark. No, ah, no one's allowed oh, to knows. know about that. But like, he was around uh, in like the M forty two, M forty two. So
1: yeah, there's yeah. some and, numbers and, here that do not make sense. And this is currently we're talking huh. about M thirty nine. So three thousand years for a tau. Yeah and it's just like what did, did no one check these numbers before they
3: wrote this like could
2: it maybe one of those cases where just their successors take up their names after they die
3: it it could be but that's not what it is and th- right. there's nothing that implies in tao society that yeah. that, that kind of stuff happens hmm. um yeah ta- because your
1: name is very personal
3: yes right. and you only yeah. get your name after you've done something right. of note so
1: hmm. um yeah but hey it's the ethereals who knows <laughs> so yeah, Anva takes over f- directly from Anway, and then he's around for three thousand years before he croaks.
3: So that's fun. <laughs> but he's Tao, and he
1: only lives like hundred and fifty years <laughs> at the most. Yeah. Okay. So Pure Tide was so he's undoubtedly the greatest military mind that the Tao Empire ever produced. Okay. So under his command, uh, he greatly expanded the empire, and many steps were formed. Yeah. But he also like cre like he perfected the Tao military tactics. Yeah. Like,
3: and it's just so stupid. So he he had had two students. We know pure tide though. Died eighty years and he retired. So he didn't die in combat. He retired. So he probably retired. I don't know. Let's say 60, Hmm. you know, and then he probably didn't start fighting till maybe you know let's say twenty. If it's anything like humans, right, right, yeah, he's not fighting so he, as a small
1: child. So yeah, that so means so his greatest military exploits are happening in a span of what forty years, years let's say. And mm-hmm. this and it expansion takes four
3: lasted, years and to get to a planet, <laughs> and yet, and yet, somehow he <laughs> conquered all
1: these worlds when it takes four years to get to another planet. So the greatest military huh. mind lasted. Probably for forty years, even though the expansion lasted for seventeen hundred years, uh! <laughs> it's fucked. Um, yeah, and then the next commander, Shadow Sun, yeah, and Farsight, and Farsight, they didn't even like they existed during the second sphere of expansion because they were Pure tides students. Yeah, and then Anva, who is then taken over for the decrepit Onway, is like, nah. <laughs> no you can't exist in this time no we're gonna freeze you put you in stasis so then you come back later yeah so they bring back farsight during the third sphere of expansion yeah and then they bring back
3: shadow sun during the fourth yeah and then shadow sun is still around in the six f- in current yeah. time she is still in the lore so
1: this is where it really gets stupid. And they they, they just keep freezing. It's yeah. just it's like it's like how in RPGs you hand of God things, right? Yeah. They're just like wh- whoever's writing with the tower, like, ah, shit. Alright, break out this like <laughs> they, they break out the stasis, I guess. Yeah.
3: And and what it does, it, it, it creates so many stupid little holes. Like the first one, if they had stasis technology conquering the galaxy now is a lot easier yeah it's how the necron Tur did it yeah like and they they expanded through the entire galaxy yeah Mm -hmm. because now like they they don't say this anywhere but like tau had to make colony ships to go places right because if it takes you five years to get anywhere but if you have stasis that's not a big deal now if you don't have to worry about time doesn't matter exactly but they don't say that anywhere
1: like they don't yeah they they don't say like oh like we use like stasis on our colony ships in order yeah. to protect like our mm. our population they literally just say oh it takes many generations exactly
3: so that's it's, crazy it's stupid
1: it's stupid it's poor writing
3: yeah and so and then if you just like if you add up the mass so the shadow sun she's been in three spheres of expansion now but so these spheres of expansions are lasting hundreds of years if yeah. not thousands some of them so do do they freeze her? Wake her up right for the battle? Freeze her and then <laughs> freeze her immediately? Because like you would
1: have to. Yeah. Cause it's the only because your body just can't last that long. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because like if you even just going a system over, like you can't you can't waste four years of an eighty year sure. lifespan. Yeah. yeah.
1: Flying through space, you just can't do it. So,
3: I really hate it. I think the Tao they're written so poorly because of this. The problem with forty k is lots of people think the it's one a problem. There's many problems, <laughs> but the, w- the only problem, the <laughs> only problem, <laughs> um- No, a big problem with 40K is people think that it is a story. It is not a story. It is a setting. You can have stories in the setting, Mm -hmm. but it is not supposed to be an advancing storyline. Yet Games Workshop has taken the trend of trying to make it an advancing storyline. The problem is they also refuse to kill off characters because if you kill off a character, you can't sell their
1: model anymore. Sure, Mm -hmm. or all the people who have it can no longer use it. Yeah, or they feel butthurt about it. Um, yeah if all of a sudden they kill off Calgar all these guys who have been using Calgar for the past you know 20 years yeah. are like what but he's like the master <laughs> yeah. yeah you so, could leave it in the current state and have no advancement to the story yeah or you can accept reality and assume that Calgar would have died at this point yeah mm. so so that's one of the big problems
3: is it's a setting it always has been a setting they shouldn't advance it when you advance it you run into stuff like this where the problem is, like, Shadow Sun, originally when she came out, she came out in the fourth sphere expansion. There was no such thing as Stasis. She wasn't even, like, Pure Tide's direct student, I don't think. I think she just read Pure Tide's teachings or something like that. Um, Which is how it should have been. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they advance it. Now you have to keep this character around. you got to come up with janky ways to keep him around. And it just takes away from... Tau are my favorite but when I read stuff like this it's stupid like it just doesn't make any logical (laughs) sense like the fastest expanding we've talked about we've done two episodes now on the Tau expansion and we've talked about 20 planets
1: and these two are by far my most hated episodes we've ever done (laughs) so the crazy thing is the first and second sphere you combine that that's 3000 years fastest expanding (laughs) most (laughs) dynamic yeah fastest growing like it's not true at all yeah
3: and then even when you look at their technology like They start getting like their current technology in the third sphere of expansion, which is still a few thousand years away from the current timeline. So, this dynamic race that is innovating technology is still using 2,000 year old battle tech suit technology. Mm -hmm. Sure, they might have the odd
1: software upgrade, but like. But it's not represented anywhere. No, No. and it, it just. It's not, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, like, they conquered, you know, 40 worlds now in under, like, a month. Yeah. Like, that's not happening. Whereas in Imperium, that's happening. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. And, yeah, and I get it. Like, every time they release a new Tau Codex, they can't release an all-new updated model line of sleeker-looking models and new weapons. Sure. I get it. But at the same time, don't advance the storyline then. Yeah. Like, because you... For, for a neckbeard such as myself okay, <laughs> with nothing else to do with my life. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of the problem. We came up with some better ways that uh, they could write Tao and what I think they should do with Tao to try to make them um, more believable, more interesting, and less like just bad writing. Yeah, Less just like hand of Godded. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the big thing is um i we've said this multiple times they got to become a galactic player you got to give them a warp drive or some type of equivalent and they got to be able to spread across the galaxy because as of right now we're still just talking about the tau empire and they have 50 worlds in their empire big deal who cares Minor Xenos, they Mm -hmm. should not even be an army no and it's unfortunate like there are many other races that deserve a spotlight way before the tau would ever get oh yeah for sure like so that's unfortunate but a couple better ways they could have got around like this whole um, um, aging problem of like wanting to
1: have the same characters brought back to life over and over again. The first one, yeah. So it's uh, like brain chips. Yeah. So they they have this thing called the uh, Pure Tide Engram Chip or whatever, yeah, and or it's chip like or something. Yep. yeah, it's like a in tabletop it's a relic. But what it is is right before Pure Tide died, who was like the greatest military in mind, they scanned his brain and they took all his memories and put it in this chip yeah and then you as like a commander you get or a general you get this chip surgically implanted in your brain and then you have access to the greatest military mind that's ever existed in the tau yeah um who perfected tau tactics really yeah so Like that is something it's like a real thing. So we know that exists. Yes, it exists. So we know that Tao have the ability to like download someone's brain just like we do.
3: Yeah. And then not only,
1: yeah, absolutely. I've download my brain all the time. No, (laughs) is it Elon Musk who just did it? Downloaded downloaded a mouse's brain. Oh really? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. James and I were talking about it. And then Chris is like, no, they didn't download. They made a copy. And Chris, James is like, what do you think happens when you download things? Like, do you think it steals the yeah. original file from whoever had it? Yeah. That mouse is now dead. Yeah. Sucked it so yeah, big. exactly. And then Chris was like leaning on the table. He thought about it and he just walked away.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that dumb bitch.
1: So, so we know that Tao can create, digital copies of people yeah and, and they've done this
3: multiple times yes th- like, there's this
1: thing called like the sword of, of pure tide yeah which was like a more dangerous version of this yeah. where it was actually kind of cool you would get this implanted and you would lose your previous memories oh and so now you only have access to what um pure tide was yeah mm. so it's kind of cool and then they would remove these chips from them and then they would become just a drooling mess yeah they just because uh-huh. they had no existence now beyond it uh-huh. another so,
3: example is uh farsight in his enclaves he has i believe he was an earthcast member that downloaded his brain into a battlesuit program and now he pilots the battlesuit, oh. something like that
1: oh very cool i didn't yeah. know that
3: yeah he, it's like an ai robot i
1: mean well technically farsight was also a pure tide student yeah so he actually had direct access mm. to pure Sight, to yeah pure tide. anyways so, so we know so it's possible we know we know they can do this yeah but imagine if you took this chip and then you literally became the commander, not just access to the memories, but you took their mannerisms, yeah. you took their characteristics, mm-hmm. um, you took like their um,
3: preferred flavors. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally like become their, their manner.
1: Like- everything about that person just it gets downloaded into you and like you no longer exist as a person because yeah. you've been taken over by a computer program yeah. mm. and and this would have been a far better
3: way than trying to put them in stasis yet yeah, now they they're brought back and they're in all these different war zones across the galaxy yet yeah, how How oh well, cost the Tao Empire, but how do they even get from one (laughs) battle zone to the other? Like it takes time. Yeah, time the Tao do not have.
1: But it'd be so cool if you technically had like four Shadow Suns running around. Yeah, right. So they and like yeah, of like so we were we were thinking so Shadow Sun, um, you download their brain. Mm-hmm. But now you have their brain on this chip, but this chip can only react and only like get like a good sync rate with like a Tau with a very similar brain wave length right. Right. of sh- the original shot. Science, Son. of course. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all sci-fi. <laughs> um, so I, it's kind of cool to imagine like the ethereal's, going to these tau at like a certain date and it's kind of like a coming Mm. of age process where they like scan all these tau and they're looking for tau with a specific brain wavelength and then when they find it they're saying okay you need to give up who you are as an individual Mm. for the greater good something the tau would happily do right yeah Yeah. sure and it totally fits like the whole self-sacrifice like yes i would gladly Mm. like give up who i am and so then they do this surgery and when you wake up you are shadow sun or you are pure tide. Mm-hmm. And that would be a way cooler way yeah. than just saying that, Oh, shadow sun is in stasis again. Yeah. Like, no, instead shadow sun is a parasite that is sucking <laughs> off. Well, it like that. It fits the setting way better. Fits the setting. Yeah. It fits towel lore like, yeah because we know they have this technology yeah. they just need to tweak it a little bit in the yeah. story to make it where it's not just you have access to yeah. memories but mm-hmm. you'd like download the person yeah. into this and, and it they refuse to kill off
3: these characters yeah but
1: it allows this character to live again exactly. and again and mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. yeah
3: because yeah I, I get it number one selling models that's that's their primary goal so I get why they keep characters alive. but so yeah I really like that way of doing it that's probably the number one way um the next way is, like Farsight, he has um, a sword that is rumored to steal the soul of the things it kills, and then it feeds Farsight's souls, keeping him alive forever. So, Farsight... As long as he keeps fighting. And, yeah. Mm. So, objects like that, like, warp magic is a great way to rationalize anything. Yeah. You know? And
1: it's... the well the thing is like you can't argue against it yeah. yeah
3: and and that's why when i'm doing these this rants i keep bringing up shadow sun and not farsight because farsight's still alive in m42 but right. he's got this life-feeding right. sword yeah. but he never once went in stasis exactly yeah well he did uh he went in stasis yeah One from time. yeah exactly from, from the thousand
1: years from fourth second to third yeah exactly
3: yeah. um yeah like that's an awesome way to do it you mm-hmm. Because, really, they're only trying to keep a couple key characters alive. So, I'm sure you could come up with a couple ways to keep these with, like, magical relics. Or Mm -hmm. maybe they come up with, like, this super, like, AI um, nanobot rejuvenation. But it's, like... Instead,
1: they just use dumb stasis.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, the other thing we're thinking
1: of is a more controlled stasis where... um, It would would be a lot cooler if, instead of stasis being uh, accessible so readily if they were like this is a brand new technology it's untested untried like it would be okay so imagine if in the uh second sphere of expansion you had pure tide and he had like a group of students you know had like 30 students or something yeah and they're like pure tide's gonna die but we need his teachings to survive so we're gonna stasis all of these students like let's say all 30 of them them. yeah thousands Mm. of them we're gonna stasis all of them and we're just gonna wake them up and then when that one dies we're gonna wake the next one up and then when that one dies we're gonna but then like let's say an error happens and they all die except for like one Mm. and so now there's like two thousand years later there's like a single hero of the imperium or of the empire (laughs) brought back right from stasis and i think it would be so much cooler if it was like a one-off thing yeah and mm. you know and now they never do stasis again yeah because yeah. it was way too unreliable and way yeah. too dangerous mm. but you have now brought like something from the past into the future
3: yeah mm-hmm. exactly but just the ability to just constantly put them in a stasis take them out put them in take them out put them in that with like, make a, a lot of sense it, no well, no
1: it just ruins it yeah, yeah. you know Makes it's, it it's no
3: longer yeah there's, so. no, there's no danger. Yeah. yeah. So those are the three ideas. If you guys have any ideas of how you could implement kind of a way, a workaround having these huge time gaps, let us know. Massive time yeah. gaps. Yeah. But to me, I really, I think the best one is just that that chip oh, idea. I It'd agree. So cool. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. You, you literally then become that hero and yeah. you can have multiple ones.
1: So. Yeah. I think it's really cool.
2: And even yeah. for expanding their empire. Yeah. Like, being able to replicate um, the greatest minds you have. Yeah. I mean, that would advance your race. And, yeah. and
1: the sacrifice aspect of it fits in with Tao oh, so empire. well.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely, yeah. Yeah,
3: because there's just no way, man. Shadowsides on one end of the of the empire. On the other end, it gets invaded. Now she has to travel 30 years to get to the other side of the empire. Like, so, yeah, they're putting her in stasis for that. But by the time she gets there, the war is over. <laughs> it's over, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it just... Yeah. Games Workshop really needs to know what they're trying to do with the Tau Empire, and they just... I don't know why. I don't know why they refuse to give them some type of faster-than-life travel. It's brutal. It's a little yeah. odd. It's brutal. Yeah.
2: yeah. We, we came
3: do? up uh, to like when the Great Rift expanded that like a bunch of colony ships should have got lost and flung out across the galaxy, and that's what I did with my Tau RPG, because mm-hmm. that would make it so you could have multiple mini empires all across the galaxy. And while they might not be in contact with the the home empire, you still have Tau
1: across the galaxy. And that's mm-hmm. what you need. Right. Yeah. And the thing about Tau is it should be okay if you are abandoned by the empire. Because... Yeah. the it's about the greater good yeah right right Right. your your empire means nothing beyond the like if you had didn't have the greater good you wouldn't have your empire yeah Mm -hmm. so the The physical locations don't it doesn't matter matter. yes what matters is that you adhere to the ideal of what the greater good is yeah Yeah. for sure so i don't
3: know yeah let's let's talk about the end of the the second sphere though what happened what caused it to end
1: yeah so at the tau had just begun to breach uh the void of the damocles gulf and this is like that weird area of space that they just couldn't cross yeah um so with their new engine their zfr horizon accelerator they start to breach it and they just and at that point they begin to learn what the imperium of man is so before they had like reached planets that i was uh that was reading they are they were mostly abandoned by the human imperium mm, sure um, and they were mainly just like fringe worlds yeah, that they, were like under surveillance by the imperium but yeah, they had they definitely no real they didn't come
3: uh, into contact with any like chapter home world read, or right. anything well, like no, that well no not even like like, not even like, like, like in a, a guard city yeah, or, yeah
1: yeah so it like it was all just like fringe worlds of humanity and so the Inquisition started to learn about it and then they start to send actual imperium might over And then that's when the second sphere ends (laughs) is when human uh, Tau really start learning what Mm -hmm. the Imperium is. Yeah. And so in our next Tau episode, which won't be for, we'll
3: get to, we'll do our cycle six months or something. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) we'll talk about this pushback of the Imperium and which is called the Damocles crusade. So we'll end up talking about that. There's actually a lot of cool battles like that. It's actually a campaign where you can follow the flow of combat and like, you know, both sides are, well, Tower increasing their technology level to try to fight the the foes of the Imperium. And, yeah, and the Imperium
1: cool. is sending reinforcements. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a period of time between the second and third expansion, which is broken up by the Damocles Cove Crusade and Hive... Hive Fleet Gorgon. Gorgon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in that time period, that's going to be our next... Yeah. Which both are t- pretty cool events. Yes.
3: Um, so that's the episode we got a listener question here uh from chris and he sent this two weeks ago or something and it's the perfect time to answer right now
1: yeah um
3: so i'll read it out okay still listening at work just got onto the life of tau episode and i have a question for all you guys i'm not looking for an answer now but i'd like to hear your opinion sometime in the future on the cast. So being that the Tau are newcomers to the galaxy and due to the lack of FTL travel they couldn't possibly have explored much of the galaxy beyond their current empire. Do you feel do you fellas think that they could have gone to war with the Imperium if they do you think they would have gone to war with the Imperium if they were aware of its scope? I mean if you look at the scale of both empires, the Tau obviously just wrote a check their collective asses cannot cash. <laughs> would they have made the same choice if they had known just how vast and powerful the Imperium is. They seem too smart to start such a hopeless war.
2: Hmm. Not. That's like a good that. question.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, it really is. So I got an answer right away. If yeah. So here's what I think. I think the Tau did know about the Imperium. So the Tau have encountered many alien races, including such races as the Crute, which for some reason, the Crute are, are a galaxy player. They're all across the galaxy. You can find them everywhere. There's Cruit mercenaries that even work for, like, rogue traders and humanity. So Crute are well aware of what the Imperium is. They have a bunch of Xenos races. You would think that they would have told, like, the Crute were were in this war with the Tau. So you'd think the Cruit mm. would have had some input. So I think that the, or the Tau Empire was aware of what the Imperium was. But what comes with that awareness is you know that the Imperium's a crippling empire and you might be able to take a world here or there without retaliation because mm-hmm. you know, you know, if you got, um, in your backyard, you got an anthill and 40 wasp nests. The Tau Empire is the anthill. You're not really going to deal with it. You're going to deal with those fucking wasp nests like, you know, You're
0: the Eye deal of with Terra. you All gonna, those yeah. big ones. Chaos. Be-
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> before you deal with this anthill. So I think the Tau were aware, and they're like, we can take a couple planets, we can set up a stronghold on this other side of the rift, mm. and uh, if we need to fall back, we can fall back across the rift and be safe. Like, if they do come and but retaliate. That, that
1: idea of, we can fall back and be safe, is naive. It might be, or... It is. Maybe? because Because as soon as the Imperium decides that this anthill is to be crushed, there's no protection for the Tau Absolutely. Empire. uh, And that's what we're saying is, like, because how do the Tau... Did did the Tau get together and say, like, oh, we're not a threat to the Imperium, so they won't attack us? Do you think that's what was running through their mind? I think it was more just if, like,
3: we got to keep in mind that the Tau Second Sphere of Expansion happened over 14,000 years. And if over... 1,400. 1400, 1,600. Yeah. Mm. They took... Five imperial worlds.
1: May, yeah, we don't, that, we don't know. We don't know.
3: We don't know. But is that really anything
1: that the Imperium's going to concern themselves with? So, like, so here's the thing. Like, I, I don't think the Tau truly understood the scope. Yeah, Ma- that's possible. Uh, so, wrong, I don't. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if the Crute truly understand the scope of the Imperium either. So, the only really smart ones in the Crute are the Shapers. Right. Everyone else listens to the shapers and the shaper tells you what to do and where to go. I think you're misreading that, but OK. Well, OK, so that's my understanding of the croot is that the shaper leads the tribe. And then when the tribe even meets others, like a single shaper steps up and leads it all. Right. But no like individual croot is like a genius. Like they, they can be very smart. They can be like ah. the direction of the shaper sure but right the shaper is the one telling you what to eat and you listen to the shaper. yes yes but like there's
3: but you're not making
1: decisions on your own it could you can go off on your own start your own kindred sure that's what happens sure but okay and like sure you so you start your own kindred and but it's still it's it's still a very small scale sure the crew don't own any loyalty to their race as an entire species, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? They, it's all about themselves or their little kindred. Yeah, their family right? units, for sure. So, if if a crew like that looks at the Imperium and they see a single planet, yeah. and they're like, oh, like, that's one kindred. So, they're like, oh, you got a single yeah. kindred. And then you have another kindred over there, sure. right? Do they understand that humanity actually has billions of kindred that actually aren't a kindred and are actually a single solid unit yeah, like and that's what i'm understand like mm-hmm. that's my thing is mm-hmm. i don't think the Crute would look at the human imperium and yeah. come to the same conclusion that the eldar would yeah or right. the fuck, what's another race <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but like that. The, yeah. It's not that the, the crew didn't know they were everywhere. I it's don't just think they have they, a different mindset. Exactly. I think you're I saying. I don't yeah. think they fully understood. Yeah. They, the, they can't
2: comprehend the scope of it.
1: Yeah. They just, that's not what they do. They look at and they see everything on a very micro sure. level. It's sure. much smaller. Sure. Sure. So when they go to the Tau, they're like, oh yeah, they have like one planet or like that's a kindred and there's one over um, there and there's two over there. Yeah. But they don't know that all these planets actually are connected. Yeah. And that the humans can actually get there. Mm -hmm. really fast so my next example would be the tau have many alien races
3: in their employ um and a couple of them it specifically says in like their entry like they hate the imperium with like a fiery passion or whatever because of what the imperium did to them sure Mm -hmm. so those races very much would know what the imperium um is like if like it's quite likely that
1: the Imperium wiped yeah. out half their their race, so they would probably tell them like. But uh, again, like yeah. so, do these people think that it was a single chapter? And like, do they know that there's millions of Space Marines, or do they think there's a single chapter that came and wiped yeah, out? Yeah, like their obviously entire... they
3: don't know the full extent right. and, of and every and I little think
1: that's... detail of soldiers and well. Stuff. No, I think that's the question. Like, if you truly understood the power the Imperium can really bring to bear would you ever but fight they, them they can't yeah.
3: though they can't bring anything to bear because they they're scattered across a thousand war zones like mm-hmm. like i said if but you I have don't that th- anthill you're yeah. not worried about it until all those bees nests but every time you destroy one bees nest 18 more show up and you're still just an anthill you're just in mm-hmm. 14 to 1600 years you're taking one planet here another one here
2: no big deal here's what i think i think like uh, I think you're probably right that they were have been informed by their Xeno species, you know, they to have, some degree. Yeah, to some degree. But they they probably can't fully understand the full scope of the Imperium. Yeah. But I think being guided by their philosophy as the greater good, maybe they under maybe they understand like, you know, uh where the empire or sorry, where the Imperium has, you know, gone wrong and you know, you know killed off all these other Xeno species. So they according to their philosophy um, it could be for the greater good for them to expand into the Imperium to so liberate. Just, it doesn't
1: matter to them.
2: Yes, exactly. So I
1: guess I guess when you believe so so
3: much in an ideology, it doesn't matter the opposition. Yeah, yeah,
2: because they're willing to be martyrs for their philosophy, for yeah. their ideology, right? Yeah. So it would it would make sense to a degree for them to, you know. Uh, expand into kind of the precarious, you know, situation. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, in order to expand, you know, their philosophy and maybe, you know, liberate some worlds on the fringe. Yeah. I don't know. It could be just a calculus, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, It it could be like, hey, we do understand. We do know. We just don't care because this is something that has to be done. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
3: We can't leave them not in the greater good. We have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a way more depressing way to look at it 40 <laughs> <40K>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that that's a good question though um any other thoughts on it
1: no yeah. i don't think anyone truly understands the scope of no the Impe- like even, even the, the imperium, imperium yeah, doesn't yeah, understand exactly. its own scope <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah,
3: that's, that's that. Um, tell us what your guys' thoughts are on some of these things. Like I know this episode did have a lot of interesting information, but there are some interesting topics that I think the community needs to talk about to help the Tau out. Cause the way they're sitting right now, I don't think any Tau player can truly be happy with it. Like I, and, and, I and, like
1: it. I and, like that. It triggers you.
3: <laughs> and no other player cares about the Tau empire because it's a minor Xenos yeah. races with yeah. 40 planets. Like, they just don't
1: fit it's in the ultima segmentum yeah it's in like the ultramar controlled space yeah if the armies of ultramar were ever like no like we're dealing with this now yeah Tau. yeah time's up exactly tau would disappear exactly and that's the saddest thing yeah is because like no like the craft worlds like they just escape. You cannot yeah. actually kill all the Craft Worlds. Yeah. The Necron, you can't kill all the Tomb Worlds. Right, yeah. Orcs, you can't. So that's what's nice about those races is they actually have like a very well thought out, yeah, um, survival yeah. Uh, technique. The, technically, there's even like
3: stories of like Orc wogs where it's like they took over fifty worlds in well, a they, single war. There goes the Tau Empire, yeah. right? Exactly. You know, like, yeah. Yeah yeah like so, one poorly placed walk and they <laughs> one poorly placed true, yeah. walk yeah uh, yeah so i think it's something we all need to kind of what are we going to do obviously write letters
1: like, to mr and mrs games workshop yeah, dear mr <laughs> and mrs games workshop if you could please write better tau that would be appreciated <laughs> yeah.
3: so tell us your thoughts on that um yeah i'd be curious to see how you guys think that they could make tau great again great again oh sorry that's eldar <laughs> oh yeah oh,
1: forget <laughs> We're gonna need you to come up with a, a slogan for the town for when Cause
3: you because Peter for... Peter
1: took make Eldar great again yeah 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 Peter's running to like become the leader of the Eldar so when you run for a leader to take over from Mount Va. okay like what's your slogan in your campaign okay. that, that's all we're gonna need you to just a little homework for you yeah <laughs> you know for the next time you come on here in three months <laughs>
2: <laughs> sounds good <laughs> yeah. I think I can only handle once every you know three months Mm -hmm. yeah we're a lot
3: yeah (laughs) just Just imagine being us (laughs) we're we're planning the episode last night it's like god i hate this why do we do a podcast like (laughs) this is the worst Uh, every time It's not great. <laughs> we always just get so derailed on just like the internet's there, so you can yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well,
2: it's the
1: internet. You, it's all of the information get in the world at your fingertips. <laughs> yeah. How can how can you focus on a single web page when you have <laughs> access to that? Yeah, it's tough. We did it. How long was that? This is, uh seventy-three minutes. I don't know how what perfect. That, I don't know what that means in hours. <laughs> Hour and thirteen. Yeah, but. Okay, good point. <laughs> good, Math, good point. Well, I was <laughs> thinking like, is that like one point, like one point six zero six hours? You know, I'm I was I wasn't man personally. I, well, exactly, Not that is a, a fraction. man. Well, fractions and decimals are the same thing, but that <laughs> like I was thinking that as opposed to like an hour and thirteen right, minutes. Right. So in my brain it was like I don't know what that is off the top of my, my head. God. Actually, it would be 1.25. Can't read
3: a book, but I can read a clock.
1: Is what it'd be 1.25 hours because 15 minutes is a quarter. Yes, no, nope. but a quarter of an hour is.
2: Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool, cool, cool.
3: We did it. Yeah, yeah. For real, thanks for joining us. Yeah. I know. This thanks for having real. me back.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was it was did it. You have to be on more. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll get you I, on a good one. We'll I'm get
1: fine. you on one with James, and we'll just drink. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean that sounds good.
1: Last time James was here, he was I, drinking. I also
2: appreciate the the invite. I mean, despite my complete lack of knowledge regarding the I don't care yeah
3: I like I do like your point about the idol idol ideology the idols mm-hmm. the, the idolatry like, mm-hmm. no it makes sense like they have to do it like they believe so much in the greater good they have to do it so mm-hmm. no you always that's the one thing like when we try to get guests on though I was like I don't know much and it's like ah, just come but there's always out. good
2: questions you can exactly. ask that's what I find exactly like, as you as you guys are talking about it I'm thinking about it and yeah. thinking about questions you know that come up so, so.
1: All we ask is that you pay attention and you don't fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. We did it. We did it, guys. What do
3: we say to end an episode?
1: Goodbye. Okay. Sayonara. That's for all the Japanese fans of the (laughs) town. Konnichiwa. No, that's hello.
3: Oh. (laughs) Goodbye.